Hi everyone, welcome to the very first episode of the Purpose Odyssey podcast. My name is Sydney, if you have not met me. I'm guessing most of you who are listening to this do know me, just because that's probably how you found this, but here we are. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to listen and taking the time, if you have already, to check out our blog and our Patreon. It's been really awesome being able to see people actually take interest in this kind of stuff. You know, when you start something new, taking a leap for a new business, for a new project, it can always be really nerve-wracking and thinking, okay, well, what if literally no one clicks on it? What if no one's interested? What if people talk about it in a negative way? And it's been so far a really good response, so I really do appreciate it from all of you. And yeah. And for this podcast in the future, I do plan on having guests on, but for this one specifically, it's just going to be me. I figure for the very first one, I'd love to tell everybody just kind of where this idea came from, what my plans are for it, and just more about me as a person in general, because I'm sure eventually, or even for this podcast specifically, that there's going to be some people who don't know who I am and going to be like, where did you come from? So I'm going to share a little bit about that. To give some context right now, I am sitting in Drake's Bay, Costa Rica in a hotel room with my boyfriend, Zach. If any of you do know him, shout out Zach. He's great. (laughs) I'm sure he's going to be on this podcast a few times, if not most of the time. Who knows what's going to happen? But yeah, we are currently in Drake's Bay, Costa Rica. We started our trip traveling around the world about a week ago now, and boy, has it been (laughs) interesting If you haven't checked it out yet, I do have a blog post up on my website, uh, Purpose Odyssey. It's purpose-odyssey.com, and it will go more into depth about what exactly did happen within like the first 72 hours of our travelers or of our travels. You would think not much could go wrong within that time, but oh boy, can it? (laughs) So if you're interested, please take a look. We also have video versions up. Um, We do little vlogs and just some more... I guess, content on our Patreon, and you can find that link on our blog as well. So yeah, thank you for joining. Um, To start off, I guess I will just go into more information about who I am as a person, if you don't know me, or if you don't, if you just know a little bit about me. Uh, My name, like I said, uh, it's Sydney. (laughs) My name is Sydney Halajan. I came from a town called Chesterfield, Michigan. Um, It's probably about, let's say, half hour away from Detroit, Michigan. And yeah, it's an interesting town, I guess. I'm sure some of you who are listening to this are actually from it. <laughs> and yeah, I, although I never just hated Chesterfield, I always knew that I was not meant to stay there. And I think a lot of people can relate to that no matter where they're from, honestly. From a really young age, I found myself kind of, I guess, dreaming about visiting all over the world, learning about different cultures, meeting all the different kind of people that there could be out there, visiting all the places, just seeing all of these natural phenomenons all around this earth. I never quite understood how someone could choose to stay in one place their whole life. And just to preface, I may say that a lot throughout this whole podcast journey, know that I don't think that that lifestyle is inherently incorrect. I know that for some people, that is what makes them happy. And that is completely okay. You know, like for my dad, for example, security is a huge thing for him. He needs to be feeling safe. He needs to know his surroundings. 
he needs to know where the nearest hospital is. Shout out, dad. You're great. (laughs) And I don't think him as a person is inherently wrong. That is completely okay. But for me, from my perspective, I could never grasp that. I just couldn't picture myself as being happy in that kind of lifestyle simply because all I could think about was how much was out there. I figured from like such a young age, I want to say like I gained consciousness at like three. I was thinking about the universe. (laughs) Um, But at such a young age, I just, I wanted to see everything. I consistently thought about how life, you only have one, at least from my perspective. I know there's a lot of other theories out there, but from my own perspective, I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm on this earth once. Wouldn't I want it to be just the best adventure the whole entire time? Wouldn't I want to experience every single thing possible? You know, I don't view experiences as something that exhausts me. I view it as something that kind of almost liberates me, gives me joy. And if I'm only going to be here for this one time, I'm going to want it to be filled of as many experiences as possible, as many new things as I can. Um, Something I learned pretty early on was the more new experiences you have, the more things that you're learning every day, the more time is going to slow down for you. So your perception of time is going to slow way down. So if you're someone that is sitting there every day just doing the same thing, which I've been there, I've been in corporate jobs where it's just repeat, redo every day, every hour, time just seems to fly by. Yes, your days seem long where it's just you're dragging and you're just wanting to do five o'clock, but all of a sudden days turn into weeks, weeks turn into years, and you're like, okay, how did three years just go by of me doing the same thing every day? But on the other hand, when you're spending time in nature, when you're doing something different every day, when you see something new every day, your perception of time slows way down. Hence, feeling like you're going to have such a much a longer life. Your life just feels longer. And I can say that the years that I've spent doing those corporate jobs, or I guess I should say nonprofit jobs, I've never really worked a corporate job, but those repeat redo jobs, oh my goodness, they just flew by. I hardly remember them. I have like no memories of them. Yet, for those times that I was doing things like AmeriCorps, which I worked with different things every day, I was out in nature every day, I was working in the forest, they feel so long. I have so memory, so many memories from them, and every day was different. I, I, I can remember each individual day significantly more than the other times in those other types of lifestyles. So that's something, that was a lesson that I've just held with me pretty significantly, and I like to remind other people, like, even if you are working in those type of jobs, if you are in a situation where you can't leave that kind of lifestyle, try to force yourself to get up and see something new, even if it's a it's a new museum, if it's a new painting, if it's new something in nature that you haven't been able to go see yet, say you're trying a new hobby, time will slow down for you and you're going to be enjoying life more and you're going to have more life, if that makes sense. Yes, maybe by scientific time, by scientific terms, you cannot physically slow down time, but you can change your brain's perception of it for sure. That is a little bit of a background about who I am as a person and probably the best explanation I can give to give you an idea of how my brain works. And yeah, I grew up in Chesterfield, Michigan. I lived there my whole life until I was 18. I left for Cusco, Peru uh, instead of going to college. (laughs) 
I thought I was going to go to Michigan State, but I took a huge L and got waitlisted. <laughs> um, and I took that opportunity to kind of to kind of get that exploration out of my system a little bit because I did feel really trapped about the idea of going to college. It was really scary to me to go from living one place for 18 years to then entrapping myself for another four years doing the same thing again, just learning. Although I always have learned, loved learning, I have never loved staying in the same place. So yeah, when I got waitlisted, at first I was kind of devastated, but I took that kind of chance to take the first semester and travel and I chose Cusco, Peru, mostly because I've always been fascinated with Latin American culture. Uh, I ended up actually minoring in Latin American culture. I got a double major in Spanish. So yeah, I always found it so interesting. I found the way of life to be so much more different, so much, I guess, more in touch. <laughs> I could go into this in a whole different episode, but yeah, I went to Cusco, Peru. I always wanted to go to Machu Picchu, so I'm like, sure. So I was 18 years old. I spent all my graduation money, sorry to my family who didn't know that until this episode, <laughs> so all the family and friends that gifted me money for my graduation party know that that funded my first trip, <laughs> which seems to have been successful, so here we are. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I went to Cusco, Peru by myself, and I volunteered for a little bit to teach English, and that was really awesome. I gained a lot of friends with volunteers. I had a lot of good times, and I had a lot of bad times. You know, I ran into a lot of struggles that I didn't anticipate, and that will happen when you start to travel with a very optimi optimistic mindset. You know, everywhere in the world is going to have their own struggles that you don't really anticipate, no matter where you are, including the United States. So yeah, there are some struggles, and I could probably go into that for a whole other episode as well. Um, but I learned a lot of things. I learned that I had a lot of growing to do. Um, I had a lot of mental health to go through. There was just a lot of things that I didn't really realize about myself. I thought I was ready for a lot of things and I wasn't. Um, and you know, I always like to encourage women. I, I just always wanted to encourage women to be solo travelers. And with that trip, I learned that although I still do think that women are able to do solo traveling, I also like to encourage that the women who do to study to really, really be self-aware, to always be on your A-game. Um, as much as I would love to say that it's the same for a man and a woman, oh boy, it is not. <laughs> it, there's a lot of things to look out for when you are solo traveling. So just keep that in mind. And again, we can go through that another day. If anyone has questions on that, I would love to respond to it. But as an 18-year-old girl, I had a lot to learn still. So I came back home after a few months, and I started college at Michigan State. And there I got my degree in organizational communications. So basically just leading organizations, um, also being a consultant. That was a lot of the things that I would study was being able to step into organizations and making them happier, healthier, and m overall more productive. And I found that really interesting. Just leadership in general is interesting to me. And yeah, I got those two minors that I talked about and then the Spanish um, second degree as well. And yeah, it was okay. I, I didn't love college. I didn't make as many friends as I would have liked to. I, I, I wasn't as social. I didn't really find that niche that a lot of people did. I came in that second spring semester and people had already kind of found their group. Um, and I just, I could not find it that whole time. You know, I had a wonderful college roommate, Charlotte. She was 
awesome and my best friend through the whole thing. So I'm so thankful for that. But I never found that group that a lot of people just thrived with in college. So that was really hard for me. And something that I think I have gone through so many times in life. I, I always find that one person or two at most in places that I go to. But I've never found myself to be that person to find themselves in a big group of people fitting in. That's just never worked out for me, unfortunately. Um, and it can feel really isolating, which is what I associate college with a little bit that's all right. And after that, I joined a program called AmeriCorps. And that was the best decision I ever made by far. <laughs> and I almost didn't do it. It was one of those things that was last minute it, after COVID-19 hit. Did I just, yeah, COVID-19. <laughs> I was going to say 2020, COVID-2020, but it's COVID-19 for sure. So after COVID-19 hit, I was in the middle of trying to get my master's actually. And within the first semester, since it was online, I was like, I can't do this. I am not an online learner. I cannot sit from home in Michigan learning on my computer all the time. There's got to be something bigger and better I can be doing to at least help out during this time. So I joined AmeriCorps NCCC, if any of you have heard of it, or if any of you are in it, hello. You Probably some of you are. <laughs> I've met a lot of people through that. And that was by far the best decision I ever made. Through that program, I worked with different nonprofits all around the country, uh, the Forest Service. I learned so much. And you get to travel around with a group of 10 to 12 people usually between the ages of 18 to 27, I believe. And you're with that group of people for the whole year. And I think I lived in four different states, so probably like I did it for two years. I was one just a core member and the next year I led a team. So I, I lived in quite a few places through that time and I learned so much about myself, how I work in a group, my leadership, and just learning so much from the other people that I lived with. It was amazing and I highly suggest for anyone that has kids that need a gap year for it, or if you're just someone that's under the age of 27, it's you learn so much and I'm happy to answer any questions on that or just offer any advice. I would love to. And yeah, I met my partner, my Zach. I met him. He was my chainsaw partner, actually. <laughs> we worked together for the year, and he just became my best friend for the longest time because we felt so safe each other with each other, cutting down trees. You know, we saved each other's lives a couple times. <laughs> if you know how clumsy I am, me and a chainsaw don't always mix. <laughs> so he was able to help me out a lot. And yeah, it just turned into best friends to a relationship at the very end and it was the best thing that has ever happened to me and yeah so after those two years I found myself kind of just stuck I was like okay well that was really fun how am I supposed to settle down now into a typical job and that was really hard for me like borderline identity crisis hard. <laughs> not borderline it was an identity crisis for sure I thought to myself, okay, well, I have my degree. Um, I always thought I wanted to go into nonprofits, so I guess it's time to just kind of buckle down and live that life. You know, at least I'm going to be helping people in the meantime. So I moved to Austin, Texas, which was a wild decision why in my end. <laughs> I didn't really have much thought process on that. I think I, I think at the time I thought I would want to go out a lot and meet people, and I was, once again, just very wrong about that. Once I got there, I basically stopped drinking altogether. And if you've been to Austin, Texas, you know, you don't really want to be in Austin, Texas unless you're drinking. There's really not much other social culture there is. 
to that place. Um, no offense to those who live there. Love you. But it's definitely a huge factor in living there. And I'm sure a lot of cities are like that as well. But I, I struggled there a lot. Uh, and it took me, I think I lived there for, geez, almost a year. I want to say probably eight months. No, it was 10 months. I moved there August of 2022. And I did not find or get accepted to a nonprofit job until July 2023. And I don't know if any of you have gone through that where you think, okay, I'm entering the job force and I am fresh. Like uh, people are going to want to hire me. I have all of this cool experience. And to be slammed down for almost a year straight was so hard for me, especially as someone that was kind of an overachiever in academics. I thought, okay, well that will just kind of go into (laughs) my career as well. But getting rejected that much was really hard. And I, for the time being, I just waitressed and I tried learning bartending. I sucked at it so much. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry to any of my customers <laughs> that saw me try to whip up Manhattans. I had no idea what I was doing, but sometimes my social skills got me out of it. But <laughs> yeah, that was, I was really bad at that. But I did like waitressing. I did some managing for restaurants um, and I made some money. So that was helpful. Not too much, but enough to make the ridiculous rent in Austin, Texas. So that helped. Uh, yeah, and then in July 2023, I finally got hired by Habitat for Humanity in Austin, which was such a blessing. I learned so much from them and the people there. Every single person that worked there was so awesome. I can't even explain it. They have such, they care for you so much, and it was just such a good experience for me. That being said, it was not, I it because it was such a good job and probably the best position I could be in with a nine to five, it clearly let me know that I was not meant to have a nine to five. It, I knew it was not going to get any better than that. You know, I was teaching people how to build houses. I was learning something every single day. I had that recipe for me where I was outside and I was meeting new people. I was teaching, yet I was still so unfulfilled. And that is, I knew that that job was the closest thing I was going to get to being fulfilled by a normal job. And it just was not there. It was like something inside of me was telling me, you need to go. You need to go get whatever is inside of you. All of those dreams that you've had, there's no more waiting. So that's what I finally did. And it was by far the hardest decision I've ever made. And it took me a really, really long time. But here we are. And now I'm in Costa Rica about two months after I made that decision in my head. And it has been one of the most craziest experiences that I've had. I don't know if anyone else has experienced this kind of thing, but it was almost as if once I had finally made that decision, everything fell into place. And I have never had things be that accessible to me. The best way I could explain it is, say I would come up with a reason why I can't do it. So, okay, I can't afford getting a camera. I have to wait another year till I can do this. Next thing you know, Facebook Marketplace, the camera I've been waiting to buy that was over thousands of dollars. Some German woman was selling it for 150 and I'm like, what? That can't be real. And soon enough, I messaged her. I'm like, hi, like, is there something wrong with it? And she was like, no, I'm just not a social influencer. Someone gave it to me. 
I'm so sorry. That was a horrible German accent to anyone that's German, especially the German couple I just met. I promise you don't sound like that if you're listening to this. I just gave them my social media to listen, so please know. Yeah, please know that you did not sound like that. <laughs> Anyways, ends up nothing's wrong with the camera. I meet her. She's wonderful. Um, and it's, yeah, I got the camera for about hundred something bucks so that was crazy and things like that just kept on happening I kept on trying to come up with reasons in my mind or my anxiety tried to come up with reasons for why I couldn't do this still and the universe just kept putting things in my path where it's like no stop making up excuses like here it is keep going and it's just been awesome um, I'm really excited for what's to come so for the podcast what I want this to turn into is a place for me to interview people that ended up taking the jump themselves. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to meet a lot of people through my travels that did take this kind of jump and just follow that passion project that they had or just live an alternative lifestyle that actually makes them happy. Um, like I said before, I know that the common nine to five, the stereotypical societal expectation does work for some people, but I also know so many people in my life that it does not work for that they feel so stuck in so if you are one of those people or maybe you're just starting to think about it I hope this podcast can be something for you to remind you that this is a possibility that people are successful in alternative lifestyles that you can live whatever life you want to um, I found that when you really really want something and you finally put that anxious thinking aside um you can do whatever the heck you want, genuinely. You are capable of so much. Your brain, your body. You know, there's been so many mountains in my path like that I will convince myself I am not physically fit enough. And then you get to the top and you're like, holy crap, that was hard, but I'm here. And I feel like that's just about anything in life. If you have that little thought in your head like, ugh, it would have been cool to go to Nor Norway, but I don't I don't think I can. Like I, I need to save up this much. I need to get this old. I need to take this much vacation time. Like if you have that want in you, please just buckle down, figure it out, and go do it. Because I promise you that little voice in your head is there for a reason. Especially with passion projects. If you've had that little thing inside you're like, oh I really I really wish I could make that jewelry like I am pretty good at it but like I don't have the time what about my job what about this like just do it just start that was the best thing I could have ever done for myself I put off starting for years you know I've had this idea in the back of my head for traveling for blogging for the podcast I've had this idea for so long but I just kept putting it off because I didn't know how to start but it's just one single thing at a time it doesn't even matter which thing. If you just want to register the business, even though you have nothing else, just register it. Because all of a sudden, you just keep adding things to that to-do list, and you just pick one out that day. Even if it's just one that you have the capability of doing that day, you'll just keep getting further and further. And that's what I found myself doing. All of a sudden, I had so much stuff crossed off on the list. And it's like I almost didn't, I couldn't stop myself. It was all of a sudden a chronic procrastinator like myself which if you know me and you grew up with me, especially my mom, because I used to wake her up at 2 a.m. because I had a class project that I didn't do. <laughs> or my college roommate where we would go to the library and literally do our <laughs> papers at like 3 a.m., set an alarm for ourselves because <laughs> we knew exactly how long our 
papers would do. I mean, how long our papers would take. I have always been a classic, like, procrastinator to the bone. But with this, all of a sudden, I couldn't sleep until I was done with each thing. And that's what it's going to turn into for you. Your body and your mind know what you want. And there's a reason you want it. Trust it. Go for it. Even if you haven't even done it. I've never made a website in my life. And then all of a sudden, a month later, I had a full-on website that I love and other people love. And it's like a whole new passion for me. I love making websites for people. So, yeah, just do it. So, now that we have that covered, we know that I'll be interviewing people to hear about their own stories. You'll get episodes just from me just to kind of talk about the lessons I've learned through life because I've got a lot of them. <laughs> um, and I'll have Zach on here. And, yeah, that will be what the podcast is for a little bit. If anyone ever has any questions they want me to answer, please, please feel free to email me. Um, go on my website. You can always go there and, yeah, just get in contact with us. Or if you want to share your own story, please let us know. We would love to interview you as well. We can always do a Zoom interview if you don't feel like flying out <laughs> to the middle of whatever country I'm in at that point. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know why you wouldn't want to go to Costa Rica or Guatemala, but, you know. That's also an option, too. We can always Zoom each other. Yeah, so we have the podcast. We have the blog online. If you want to keep up with our travel adventures, that's more geared toward that. And then we also have our Patreon. And that's something that if you want to kind of give us additional support, because as a lot of you know, creating a business and traveling are two things that are not exactly the cheapest. cheapest. So that is just something that if you are able to, um, give us any financial support that is just amazing um, I think our tiers are $10 a month and $20 a month on there right now and again you can find that on our website and yeah that would be super super helpful and we can't thank enough the people that already have signed up for that uh, when you do sign up you just get additional videos you get some vlogs from us I have some life coaching stuff that I'm going to be putting up on there and yeah it's awesome it's a little community that we've created <coughs> and that is another thing I am doing that's one of the final things that I wanted to talk about is I've also started doing life coaching and I'm really excited about it because I think that has been the missing piece for me for a very long time. I have always found myself giving others advice on how to make their dreams work, how to make them feel unstuck and just live a life that they feel happier in. It's something I'm really passionate about and something I couldn't really buckle down on how to make a career. And then I found life coaching and it's been really awesome. I've been working to get my certification with it from the INLP Center, which is more based in psychology. So I kind of have more of that background as well. And yeah, it's just been really awesome helping people and gearing them in the right direction if you don't exactly know where to start or maybe you don't even know what your purpose is yet. So yeah, feel free to sign up for that as well. And if you find yourself in a place where maybe you're not in a financial situation to buy that kind of thing, just message me. You know, because I've been there. Maybe I, I probably am there right now, if I'm being honest. <laughs> so, yeah, just message me. We can work something out. I am more interested in helping you than putting you more behind. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. I hope to be uploading every week on here. And, yeah. Yeah. Wherever you are listening to this, I please ask you to give it five stars. <laughs> that will help us a lot. And just spread the word. 
that is probably the most hope helpful thing that you can do for us is just spread the word. Um, I'm putting my all into this and that is probably one of the hardest things is just getting that reach out. So w- mouth by mouth, social media, anything like that, anything helps. I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you. And I will talk to you next week when we are no longer in Drake's Bay, but we'll be up in La Fortuna, which has been my dream since I was a kid. So I'm really excited. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye.